You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. Welcome, everybody. My name is Kim Kilpatrick. Welcome to the GTT presentation for Wednesday, September the 30th. So we are in our last day of September. It's hard to believe that. This presentation is the second presentation about voiceover, and we are going to do, in this one, um, Bluetooth keyboard commands and also how to customize your gestures. And so next week on the 7th of October, Diana Brent is going to do a presentation about um, creating folders, how to move apps around, how to put them into folders. She's going to do a presentation on that. On October the 14th, Wayne Antle, who did a presentation earlier in the summer, is going to do a presentation about VoiceOver and the Mac. Um, a few people have asked for that. I know there's not tons of Mac users here, but just what are the differences? How do you use VoiceOver with the Mac? Uh, he's going to lead that one. So just a few coming up. So you can use a Bluetooth keyboard and keep your phone in your pocket or away. You don't have to be holding your phone. You can do everything from the keyboard. Um, I sometimes do this. I'm more likely to do that with a Braille display, but I, I, I do do it sometimes, especially if I ever go out in public again. That's when I would do it. Um, now, in some keyboards, the where the keys are placed could be different. So the one that I have is an Apple Magic Keyboard, uh, not the bigger one with the number pad, but just just the standard size one. And I believe that the Logitech one is similar in its layout, but this is the one that I used when I was putting together the notes. So um, just be aware that some um, may be different. But the way to figure this out, a really good way, is to press VOK. So VO means your voiceover keys plus the letter K. Your voiceover keys are on the standard keyboard where you have four keys to the left of the spacebar. The two middle keys are your voiceover keys. Or you can also use your caps lock as a voiceover key. So I like doing that because then I only have to hold down the caps lock, and in this case, the letter K. So I hold caps lock and K takes me into the keyboard help. And then I can press uh, voiceover keys plus any letter to find out what they do. And you can also press the keys on your keyboard to find out what they are singly. So if you're not sure, where different keys are. I know sometimes when we get new keyboards, we don't always know what the gestures, uh, what the keys are on them because they can be slightly different. Or sometimes our arrow keys are kind of pushed together so we can't really feel a distinct cross. Now the problem I find with this magic keyboard, the old one used to have a space between the keys to the right of the space and the arrow keys. But now this one, they're all flowed together in a row. So I don't like that quite as much. And the up and down arrow keys 
don't have as much of a space between them. So the old Apple keyboard had a better layout like that. And I think the Logitechs do have a nice layout for separating the arrow keys. Um, but in this case, they're, they're kind of put together, although I do know where they are. So when you've, when you've entered that voiceover help and you've pressed the keys and started to understand what they are, what they do, um, to get out of the help, it's pretty handy. You just press escape to get out. So I'm going to talk about this Apple keyboard that I have here. And so the four keys to the left of your space bar, the one furthest left in that row of keys on the bottom row, furthest left is the function key. And if you press function plus left arrow, for example, you go home on my keyboard because we don't, and my keyboard doesn't have a six pack of keys. And you press function right arrow, you go and function up is page up and function down is page down. But there are other things you can do with the function key, but that is where that key is, far left hand corner of the, the keyboard. Next to the function key, just to the right, the second key in from the left is the control key. And to the right of the control key is the option key. And those two middle keys are the ones you can use as voiceover modifiers, but as I said, you can also use the caps lock key. Immediately to the left of the spacebar, so on the far right of that, those four keys or just to the left of your spacebar is the command key. And the command key is a bit like the control key on a PC. Command C often copies things and command V pastes. So um, those are the four keys to the left of the spacebar. To the right of the spacebar, you have another command key. So you have a command both on your left and on your right of your spacebar, and then you have an option key. And then on my keyboard, as I said, the left arrow key is next to the option. It's right up against the option, so it's not separated. The down arrow is just to the right of that, and then the right arrow with the up arrow just above the down arrow key. So. And as I said, to get out of your Bluetooth help, you will press the escape key on the top left-hand corner of your keyboard. And that's a handy key to know because on iOS, that escape key will always take you back. So back out of an app or out of an email message, it will take you back. So if you want to set your caps lock key as your voiceover, um, modifier key, you can set it only to be the caps lock key or to be either the caps lock key or your control option, the two together, or just your control option. Um, I have it set to both, but I pretty much only use the caps lock key because it's so much easier to just press one caps lock K to get into keyboard help instead of control option K. So in order to set this up or to figure out what options you have, go to Settings, Accessibility, 
voiceover, and then typing. Um, you can set, and the, what you're looking for is modifier keys. So you can set them to be both those or one or the other, if you like. So I'm not going to go through all the keyboard commands because there are many, many, but I'm just going to tell you a few of the ones that I use a lot and I find very useful. Um, the magic tap gesture, so that's your two-finger double tap gesture, and that would start and stop music or a podcast. It would answer or hang up a call. Uh, is your voiceover keys plus your hyphen. So to the right of your zero key, uh, zero on your keyboard is the hyphen with the voiceover keys. And I find this quite helpful because um, that way you can just keep your phone on the beside you and just do that. Label an item. I have a little bit of trouble doing my or double tap sometimes and hold. So some of those gestures I use more on the keyboard. And that's your voiceover keys plus your slash just underneath your semicolon. And I find that quite useful. Read all. I do this all of the time. So sometimes in the morning when I'm reading email, I'll do it with the Bluetooth keyboard or the Braille display. And read all is voiceover keys plus A. So the A is just to the right of the caps lock. And it's, it's kind of like you would with JAWS or NVDA plus press your uh, caps lock plus A. You know, it's easy to remember that. Um, read from your top. So not just from where you are. So the control A, I mean the, the voiceover A is like your control A. It will read from where you are. But if you want to read from the top, it's your voiceover keys plus B. So caps lock B. Home is very useful and very understandable. It's voiceover keys plus H. And if you want to go into your app switcher, you do voiceover plus H twice quite quickly. Um, move to the status bar is your voiceover keys plus M. So I think of it as move. <laughs> so that uh, I think of it as that. Um, turn your speech on or off is your voiceover keys plus S for speech. So that can be quite handy. Um, read your table row is voiceover key plus R. So for row, read your table column voiceover plus uh, T. I also find it quite useful to turn my rotor using the Bluetooth keyboard. Long before I knew how to effectively do the rotor gesture, the twisting with two fingers to the left or to the right, I learned how to do it on a Bluetooth keyboard because I find it quite a lot easier. So to turn your rotor to the left, you press your up arrow and your left arrow together. So you're thinking you're pressing the two together that are kind of side by side in a bit of a circle, half circle. And remember left, up and left together. Uh, to turn to the right, you press your up and right arrows together. So I could do that way before I could do the, um, the standard twisting gesture. That was one of the ones that took me months to get it. 
So I was grateful for the Bluetooth keyboard then because I could do that. Um, actually, I got a Bluetooth keyboard very early on when I first got an iDevice. And I found when I would get really frustrated with gestures, I would pull out the keyboard and I, I could do a lot with the command. So I felt good about that. Um, to move to your next or previous app or item, it's voiceover plus right arrow and voiceover plus left arrow. So that is really good. Um, you can double tap, perform your double tap to open, uh, one finger double tap by pressing voiceover plus space. So your caps lock plus space, or you can press your up and down arrows together, but I don't, I don't actually find that as easy myself. Um, so I don't, I don't use that, but I do use voiceover plus space to double tap, single finger double tap to select an item. Um, to change your rotor setting, so once you've twisted your rotor with your up left arrow or up right arrow, if you just use your down arrow or up arrow, it's going to adjust that setting. So if you twist it to speech rate and then you press your down arrow, it's going to go slower and up arrow faster. So any of those uh, picker items, some people have trouble swiping up with one finger in the right area for the, the picker, the, the day picker or adjusting something. So sometimes for some people, the up or down arrow works better for them because it's an actual key, you know, so you can, you can press that and you can, you can go there. Um, to open voiceover settings, you can press your voiceover keys plus your function key eight. So that is quite handy. Another one I use all the time is control up arrow. So the second key in from the left on the four row, four rows of, um, four, four key row on the bottom. The second one in is the control key. Control up arrow takes you to the first item on your screen. So if you had a page of all your apps and you wanted to go to the top left corner of your screen or even the second one in, pressing your control up arrow will take you right to that top, top left corner, not the status bar, but the top left corner of your screen. And control down arrow takes you to the last item on your screen. So if you know that your mail is in the bottom right corner, just pressing control down arrow is really handy. I find though, the control up arrow works great in iOS 14, but the control down arrow is not working all the time, I find. For some reason, which I don't know. Um, it's the same with the chord four, five, six in Braille. To, because chord one, two, three in Braille takes you to the first one. And four, five, six in Braille, it doesn't always work. But the one, two, three does. But we've told Apple about this. So presumably, they are going to fix this. Um, control left and right arrows is very handy for someone who has an iPad because it moves you between containers. And so the containers on the iPad are the two columns that you get on an iPad. So if, if I'm helping my mom with her iPad, I always pair a Bluetooth keyboard with it because 
I find it so much easier to navigate around. And so if you want to jump to the second column, uh, you could press control right arrow and you would do that. Your option and your arrow keys scroll, scroll for pages. I will uh, go over the customizing voiceover commands, customizing your voiceover commands. So this means anything you do to interact with your phone. So this is your touch gestures, your Bluetooth keyboard commands. So any of the ones I mentioned, if you don't like them, you can make them something else. If something else makes sense, uh, you can do those, you can change those. The same, you can change some in Braille screen input if you use that. You can change them, the gestures, and also on Braille displays. But all of these things are in the same place. So in order to do this, you, you go to settings, accessibility, voiceover, and commands. So when you get into commands, you have several choices. One is all commands, so they're all in one place. But if you know you want to narrow this down and you know I want to change a touch gesture, so the next one is touch gesture, so you can go there. There's also keyboard shortcuts for your Bluetooth keyboard. Um, handwriting. So I don't know if any of you are, not many people seem to know about this feature. Handwriting is a feature that you can add in voiceover to your rotor. And it's only available to people with voiceover on. It's not available to sighted people, I don't think, which uh, is a bit surprising to me. But it means that if you put this in your rotor and you turn your rotor to it, you can write with your finger on the screen in the shape of the letters and they will pop up. It's kind of like a braille screen input a bit. So uh, you can customize its gestures if you want to. Um, and you can put that in your rotor and try it in an edit field if you want to. So after handwriting, there's braille screen input. So that is like your screen turns into a, a braille keyboard and you can type with your fingers on your screen in braille if you know braille. And uh, those gestures can be customized too. And then there's a heading that says braille devices. So if you have more than one braille device, there's a couple of you in here who do, I know, uh, paired with your phone, they will be listed separately. So you can have different devices have different keyboard shortcuts if you want to. So those are the main categories. So I'm going to go back to touch gestures just, just to show you uh, what happens. So they start with the tap gestures, the one finger, and goes through like we did last week, um, and then go through the swipe gestures. with. And um, if you want to change one of them, you don't like it, or you never use it, or there's something else you want to do with that gesture, you double tap on it, and then you choose the other gesture you want. If it's already in use, it will say, this gesture is already in use. It's being used for move to next item. See? And then you say, do you want to reassign it? You can say yes. 
if it's not in use, it will just, you just assign it to the, the thing that you want. So it's quite easy. Um, so you have your touch gestures, uh, as I said, you have your finger gestures, one finger, two finger, three finger, four finger. Then you have rotate. The only ones you have in here are your rotating counterclockwise and clockwise, which is rotor. And then you have scrub, which is your two finger scrub to go back. That's the only one you have. Um, then you have tap and hold gestures. And we talked about those last week. And uh, there's different ones and you can customize those if you want. So if you want to go back to last week's presentation, we talked all about what the gestures do now. But if you want to change them, this is where you change them. And in iOS 14, we have now added the back tap gesture. So there's a two finger uh, back tap and double tap and a triple tap. And there's, those only two are available. And when you double tap to change something, there's a whole list of commands that you can change. But I'll tell you that the categories that you have, so if you want to swipe up and down by headings, you'll go into the different categories of things that you can change your gestures to. The first one is interaction. So that would be your magic tap your two finger double tap and your escape so it's interacting then there's basic navigation that's moving to first item last item those kind of things the next category is advanced navigation which is really interesting there are a lot of things in here that aren't in use but you could you could make them next bold item font change uh, different things like that so that's that's really um, that's really amazing that they have them they also include like headings and links your next category is editing which cut paste copy redo and undo those are the things that are in there and the next one is rotor you can change your rotor gestures the next one is scrolling page up down right or left next heading is speech and audio so that would include you can toggle your audio ducking which I didn't know you could make a command for that there's toggle mute and toggle speech and I do not know what the difference is so if anyone does know I'd love to know what the difference is between toggle mute and toggle speech your next heading is output so that talks about describe item, read all, read character, read from top, read phonetically. So a lot of uh, that's what's under that. The next heading is voiceover. Uh, so it's specific heading. So there's describe image, a label item. Open the voiceover settings. So you can have a gesture. For just opening the voiceover settings because sometimes people say oh my goodness I have to go into settings accessibility voiceover 
you can customize a command just to open your voiceover settings. And I think this one can be especially useful. Item chooser. We talked about that last week. Start help. Caption panel. Lock modifier keys for Bluetooth. Keyboards. And screen curtain. So these are all within voiceover. So you can change the gesture for your screen curtain. For screen recognition, so that's new in iOS 14, you can make a gesture for that. Um, watch item. I don't know what watch item is. So if anyone does know, I'd like to know that. So that's what's under your voiceover gestures you can change. Under your system, this is quite interesting. So accessibility shortcut, and we know that is when you triple click your home button. VoiceOver could go off or on, or you could have more than just VoiceOver there. You could have magnification. You could, it could ask you to choose between certain things. So that's something you can customize. You can activate your speak screen. So if you use speak screen, I know people with no or very little vision would not, but other people might. Um, app switcher, that's under your device. So if you find it hard, on the newer phones to swipe up from the bottom until the second little vibration to do your app switcher, you can change it to something else. You could change it to something you that already exists but you don't use very much, or you can change that. Control center. So again, the control and notification center, if you have trouble finding the status bar where your time is, and I know um, since the last couple versions on the iPhone 8, my old iPhone, I could not find that bar anymore. It's gotten very small. So you can make gestures for the notification center, the control center. You can change those if you like. Also the home. So if you are having a phone right now that you swipe up a little bit to do home and you don't like that gesture or you find it hard to do, you can change it or someone was telling me their home button was broken uh, in an older phone and if it is you can change the home gesture so that you can get into it without that one thing i got very excited about was the power button um, sometimes i find that with some cases on the phone holding that side button is harder and it doesn't always work or it calls siri when it's not wanting to and so uh, you can make a different gesture for the power button. I did the back tap for the power button. So that's very handy. Reachability, you can change. That sort of pulls everything down a little bit um, on the bigger phones. And spotlight. Um, you can also put in switch to next or previous app. That's right now a four finger gesture. If those are difficult for you, you can change that. And you can take a screenshot. So that is um, the voiceover ones, or I mean the device ones. And then there was something under other one was copy speech to clipboard and toggle text selection. And that got me really excited too, because right now I have text selection in my rotor, but I didn't realize you could customize a gesture to just turn it on. So instead of flipping my rotor to text selection, and then swiping right to select text or left to unselect it, I could just do a gesture 
And when I start swiping up or down, it's going to tell me different units to select. If I swipe right or left, it selects and unselects. So that is a handy one, I would say. So I'm going to stop there. I know that was a lot of information and I do have a Word version of these notes as well. So if anyone does want them in a document, I also have a BRF um, version. So um, yeah, I, I like that about the uh, on off thing there because mine's a bit hard to press too sometimes. You know, what is audio ducking? Oh, I, I'm sorry, I didn't describe that. So audio ducking is something they put in a few versions ago. And, and what it is, is it ducks the sound when voiceover is speaking on your phone. So you can have it on or off. So if you turn it off, um, if you're listening to music and voiceover comes on, it's not going to duck the music so you can hear voiceover. But if you want to hear voiceover more clearly or you want all sounds to duck when voiceover speaks, you can turn it on. And then it'll be like, you know, if you're listening to a radio and um, the announcer cuts into the music, it'll be a bit like that. You can still kind of hear the music, but you can hear your, your speech more than the music so it is quite handy and some people love it and some people don't and the nice thing I, I think is if you make a gesture which I didn't know that you could make a gesture for audio ducking I know you could put it in your rotor but the nice thing about that is there would be some times where you would want it to speak and then other times say you don't want to hear all your notifications when you're you know listening to a book or really into a podcast or something. So I can see that being quite useful. I may put that one in sometimes. Um, I, 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 I found out a lot of things doing these, researching these things. I, I find out things I didn't know for sure. So. Hi. Um, hey, there are two keyboard features that I use all the time that save me a lot of, a lot of work. Yeah. I thought I could mention. One is that there, okay, there's a find command and a repeat find command. This is okay. VO plus F or VO plus two Fs. Okay, is the really? repeat find. This is, this is like the control find on a PC to find on the, on the screen. And it's really handy in long emails or on web pages when there's a word that you want to get to quickly. I use it all the time if I, if I, like if I'm using the GTT post with all the meetings listed, right? And I'm going down and I pick up one and I want to put it in my calendar. So, you know, I jump over to the calendar app. Now I come back. When you come back, it puts you back at the start of, of the, of the uh, email again or the web page, whatever. And with the, so I use the find command to get myself back into position very quickly rather than trying to do right swipes forever to figure out where you were. Oh, so, I'm going to put that right in right now. Yeah, um, so it's, it's VO plus F or, and, and the repeat one is VO plus F twice quickly. So one question, Dave, if yes. you um, found something and then you go back to search again, is that search field still populated with the last thing you found or is it not? No, no, no it, do, it doesn't... Uh, support like a history of, of finds or anything like that. You have to key it in again. Like, but if it's the same thing, 
I mean, there's the repeat find command. Yeah. And, you know, but that if you want something different, then you just go in and you, you type it in again. Like the field is empty. So if okay. you wanted to search for everything to replace something, say, for example, no. you could do a repeat find, at least find the next occurrence of that thing, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, you can find the occurrence. But that, now this is, of course, a you'll be in, uh, let's see, but you, I, you know, hmm, I haven't actually done much of that when I'm editing. Uh, I'm, I use it almost all the time when I'm browsing. Hmm. Yeah, I have to play with clear, it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure if it throws you into quick nav mode or not. I'll have to play with that and see. But even just for like reading web pages and, and reading long emails, I find it extremely useful. That's the other great, thing, Dave. The other thing I was going to mention, which is also extremely useful, is um, VO plus the letter Q. VO plus Q. What, what this does, does do? it turns on what's called one-letter navigation. And if you, this is, a, again, a quick nav operation. Okay. Um, and now, when, once you hit it, it stays on until you turn it off. But now you can just type the letter H to jump to the next heading or the B to jump to the next button or, you know, oh, it's, quick the, now. it's, it's, pardon, Any, anything that's got HTML code in it. Okay. This works with beautifully. Like if you get an email that's been coded with, with headings and links and that kind of thing. Okay. Using the, the one, you know, the one letter things lets you, scroll down in that whatever it is very quickly so if you turn on voq then yeah. the common ones you would use is h for heading h for heading l for link b for button um hi i was uh, uh last night i was just looking in the settings and i noticed now that under hard hardware keyboards uh you can set full keyboard what's it called uh, Full keyboard access where you can, with the Bluetooth keyboard, you can navigate with tab and shift tab and uh, just like you do in, in a oh, Windows so environment. But where if you turn that? that on, it's in accessibility under keyboards. But I found when I turned it on, it, it made my, my screen, when my Bluetooth keyboard was off, it made my screen go weird. It was hard to swipe. It wouldn't. It wouldn't stay focused, so I. Huh. But it's it's great if you're just using the Bluetooth keyboard. Do you think, David, that that would mean that you could um, use you know one of the bigger keyboards because it used to be with the phone you couldn't use the number pad. Um, you know, if you had one of those bigger Apple keyboards, right? Uh, could you use that with it then? You think, I'm sure like it can. I. Pad? I paired my Apple keyboard and my Logitech keyboard with it, and, and it worked. And so Shift-Tab would take you to the next -tab. app or previous app or whatever? Uh, or well, Alt-Tab or Command-Tab, I'm Yeah, Command-Tab. Yeah, the tab would take – the tab and Shift-Tab would do what it does in the Windows environment. Oh, that's amazing. Hey, um, but actually, my question is more of – it's probably something that Dave Clement will be able to answer. Um, 
Because a lot of the, because uh, basically my comment first is uh, all the commands he was saying also work on the Mac computer as well too. So I was just wanting to know when, um, when you when you turn like uh, it, when you turn it on with a Bluetooth keyboard paired with your iPhone or iPad, like Quick Quick Now, for instance, uh, or the uh, Quick Keys Now, can you still type in edit fields with that before? Because sometimes on the computer, you, if you have the uh, uh, the quick key nav turned on the uh, the VOQ. Um, sometimes, if you're in a dot, especially if it's HTML, you end up actually moving around to the next heading, even though even though you've thought you've interacted with the text field. So I was wondering if he's had experience similar to that using it on an mm -hmm. iDevice. Uh, Dave, do you know? Have you tried that? I haven't turned quick nav on the phone, so. Uh, yes. Yeah. When. Almost all the time, when you when you open up an edit field to type, uh, iOS will turn Quick Nav off. Now I say almost all the time because there are some occasions, and sometimes it seems at random when it doesn't. But um, whenever you want to do editing, I, like if it isn't off, I go and turn it off myself using the left and right arrow keys at the same time, and that way the um, you know all of the all of the command functions and the and and those one letter commands they they don't apply because quick nav is turned off so you can just type away to your heart's content um, and you, you're good you're not going to be changing your position unexpectedly and that sort of thing yeah and that's and that's kind of what I was saying like I because I now I've gotten into the habit of making sure I've turned quick nav off if I'm in an edit field because of that because sometimes it worked and it was fine and other times also next thing you know I've jumped to the a heading that's nowhere near the edit field that I'm in uh this let's see um I this may have been discussed because I was late to the meeting but thereby hangs a tail but anyway um some of these commands like that you're giving for keyboard, are there alternate voiceover gestures for them? For example, I'll just pick the find command that Dave was talking about that you can do, or are they strictly for a keyboard? Oh, interesting. Um, is there a gesture for the find command? Or could you make a shortcut and make one is the other question that's part of that. Ah. Does anyone have any thoughts on that? I, in terms, I can, Dave Clement here, for the gesture for that find command I described, no, there isn't one um, out there that I'm aware of. I don't, and I don't think you can reassign it to another key. I, I haven't checked the commands alteration feature to There's find out if they- There's tons of them, so you I might know, be able to. <laughs> There, there are lots. If the find <laughs> command is in there, then you could assign it probably to a gesture. But um, almost, almost all other keyboard commands do have a gesture equivalent. In terms of find, okay, the, probably the only equivalent is the spotlight search feature. Right, to, but I, yeah, okay, but, thank you. But in terms of the way that I, that I was describing using it, and, and I've actually sent off to uh, Apple the suggestion that they make a gesture available, but right mm -hmm. now there is not. Hi there. I have a question for David. David, were you saying that you set up a back tap 
on the phone so that the microphone would come left live on your Google Assist. In other words, you back tap and then you can say something to Google Assist. If that's what you've done, can you give me the sequence of steps to set that up, please? Um, well, I have I have set up a so long ago. I set up a shortcut for Google Assistant, so I can say "Okay, G," and and it it pops up. But I'm wondering if he didn't make a shortcut or found a shortcut that can be added to the to the double tap as a gesture to the double tap or triple tap, whichever. Yeah. So now, so now, if I just want um, VO on my uh, caps lock um, and press, uh, you know, to go to another button, I just press caps lock and find another button if I want to move around somewhere else. Well, you have to press the key that goes along. So, say for example, you want to go home. Mm -hmm. You press the caps lock plus H for home. The okay, I got it. So, so you have to press them. Yeah, together. you okay. have to press them together at the same time. So, caps lock K for the help and caps lock H for home. Uh, just a quick comment. Um, I tried the. Um, because someone wanted to know what F was in Quick Key Nav, it's mm. for text. It 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 it. it I went. To, I was just on a web page. Uh, web page, and it just said uh, there. There obviously was nothing there that it could find, but it said no. It just said no. It's a for text fields. It's, oh, it's thank a, you. Very it's, much. A, it's another form control one, just like in JAWS or NVDA, um, as well too. So, which is which is good. That's also okay. useful rather than than going through, you know, 20 headings where you're looking just for another one, heading one, you know? Because the H just moves you to whatever the next heading is, regardless of the level. But the numbers... And then shift H moves you back, right? Like it would normally on Windows? Yes. I have one more question for you, Dave, so I can mm -hmm. put this in the notes. And that is, you mentioned about command, um, like command, so... Um, Say if you want to do Command C for copy or something, or Command V for paste. I haven't gotten that to work, and is that because I don't have Quick Nav like that Q thing on? Um, no, I think it's because you've got Quick Nav on. There, there are a whole series of commands that you can use with Quick Nav off, and that's okay. where your your Command A and Command B. Uh, like using the actual command key on the keyboard right. in, instead of the VO c combination. So there's, there are a bunch of commands available um, that you can use without quick nav to, okay. to move around and whatnot. And those are, I think those are documented out on, you know, Apple's website where they, they list their keyboard commands. They'll give you a list of, they don't make it obvious, but it's a list of here's what you can use if you've got quick nav off, and here's what you can use if you've got quick nav on. Thank everybody has been so helpful with all of these new things. I, I feel um, like I, I should have known more for this, but it's great. I always love it that I learned so much from everybody, and uh, really wonderful. That is really great. Like, uh, and you can see that I hope it didn't confuse too many people because it, there is an awful lot in there. Uh, and we're lucky for that, but it also means, you know, uh, a lot of learning curves. But I will 
play with these um, command uh, voiceover cue and the, the first letter navigation and also whether I can get the command keys working and try to see when each of them works so that I can, so these notes will have to, like I'll just have to spend a little more time trying to figure it out. And if anyone does have any um, really good insights about this, I really appreciate, appreciate that, knowing, knowing about that really. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.org.